This Week in Nerd News is proudly sponsored by Carnegie Hall's Afrofuturism Festival 2022 in New York City. The festival is a journey to the world of Afrofuturism, where music, comics, science fiction, and technology intersect to imagine alternate realities and a liberated future viewed through the lens of Black cultures. The festival begins in February, so click the link in our show notes to see the full slate of events and get your tickets now. Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. And I am your host, Mikkel Snyder. What's up, Mikkel? It is halfway through February. I feel like time is slightly more normal, but that's kind of relative. How you doing? How is it halfway through February? <laughs> I'm so I'm so confused. My confusion is abated by the fact that Destiny 2 The Witch Queen releases on the 22nd, so I don't need to worry about this foolish concept of time and working hours and day or night. It will just be Destiny, and it's going to be great. Um, So just need to make sure I make my appearances on the podcast now before I just vanish for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to be in like a pocket dimension for quite a while, right? In in more ways than one, in more ways than one. So it's just gonna be just gonna be me, some friends, lots of aliens, and occasionally my cats because my cats are good and they keep me honest and will make sure I get enough sleep. I like it. How are you? Before we get into our usual shenaniganery, you know, keeping my head up, doing okay, making it through another Black History Month. February is as February does, and I'm glad that it has not as many days as the other months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I am excited to be here with you. I know we have a ton of news this week. We have so much news this week. We have an unnecessary amount of news this week, <laughs> which of course means that we're going to start off with the news that makes us raise our eyebrows and question what exactly is going on in this timeline with my favorite segment. Mad Libs of News Headlines. Woo! Woo! Cue the game show music, and we'll see how many Victoria gets. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. So uh, the first two questions revolve around uh, Fortnite, our favorite collection of random IPs that are put together into a video game with guns for some reason, and we just sort of have accepted this. So... Uh, this musician will actually be able to catch a grenade for you as both members of Silk Sonic will have playable avatars in Fortnite. Hmm. So many things that I totally (laughs) know. So the first part of this Mm -hmm. makes me think Bruno Mars? You are correct. That that okay, was the answer. I, that was that was okay, the goal. Okay, good. Um, I have no idea what Silk Sonic is or who the members sure. are. Uh, Silk Sonic is the sort of like R and B duo that Bruno Mars and Anderson Dot Park are did, working That's, on. Okay, are okay, sure. They, they released music. It's 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 smooth and it feels good on the ears. And I like for both some of reason they're people. in Fortnite. I don't know yeah. why. 
I don't know why they're letting Bruno Mars catch a grenade for you. <laughs> I like both of those people, so this is also a thing that I will have to check out, but not in Fortnite, because that's not... <laughs> I'm going to stay far away from that. All right, doing good. One on the board. What have we got next? Well, more Fortnite, because Tom Holland <laughs> no. will... No, no, it'll be fine. It'll okay. be fine. Okay, right? all right, all right, all right. So, Tom Holland will be involved in two franchises that have Fortnite tie-ins. Spider-Man swung onto the scene at the start of the new season, but a recent promotional event will introduce characters from this video game turned video game movie. Mm. Is this that weird Treasure Island wannabe Indiana Jones thing he's doing with Mark Wahlberg? That is correct. That is the descriptor of Uncharted, the Sony PlayStation oh. game line where you yeah. play Nathan Drake adventurer. And yeah. Also, there are, again, no physics and also no archaeology involved. Uh, just from the trailer, I know this because apparently you can take, like, ships that are hundreds of years old and just put some steel cables in them and then you can fly them places. Because yeah. that's how wood works. Yeah, it wouldn't just suddenly break under pressure. It's it wouldn't fine. suddenly rot. It, it's fine. Steel cables. Everything like duct tape. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, you're two for two. We got I'm, three more I'm to go. I'm doing good, and you're I got the great. Fortnite ones. Those are the ones that I always am like bracing for. So I'm feeling yeah. good. So this this is a true or false. The next two are true or false. So okay. From CNET, Build-A-Bear is launching a line of sexy bears branded Build-A-Bear After Dark. Sorry, oh God, I broke Victoria. <laughs> I just, it's so unnecessary, and I feel like that means it's real. It's 100% like real. It's true. 100% real. Why? Um, there are there are the stuffed bears, and then they have like silk robes and like slips, and it's it. I have no idea why this is happening, but it is. <laughs> I just, you know, I feel like there are some things that we should leave for like small businesses on Etsy, and I feel <laughs> like Build a Bear After Dark clothing and accessories is one of them. I don't, I don't know that that needs to be. The like, like, ah, uh, you might remember this, you know, like the room and family video and blockbuster that you weren't allowed to go in. <laughs> exactly that. It's gonna be that. Oh, just, all right. Like, it's bad. Let's just paint a picture of your of your typical American mall with your typical American <laughs> build of bears, and then there's just a section closed off that says adults only. Picture that. And then, like, I don't know why it's this is supposed happening. to be red velvet drapes, but it's actually like that crap velour that you get tracksuits made out of. Oh goodness gracious! Okay, we're, we're done thinking about Build the Bear After Dark. I just needed to be not the only one who knew about that. Why did you put that one in the middle? Because because have to come back from so that. So much more exciting. Oh no! Okay, all right. I, got I this. find them more amusing. But, um, okay. True or false? From Nintendo Life, a new nut butter marketed for gamers is being brought to the masses as a collaboration between Jobby, 
a Malaysian peanut butter company, and Zotac Gaming Malaysia, which produces PC parts. And just the order in which you have put these things is making it very hard for me, Mikael. It's fine. Um, phrasing. So, I feel like this one I kind of want to be true. If for nothing else, then the amazing ramen hacks using said butter that will come out of this. So I'm going to go with true. You are correct. Uh, Woohoo! Yeah, I don't know why they need to specifically make a peanut butter marketed for gamers. It's just odd. I do like this ramen idea that you posited, though. Like, I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah, maybe it's... So maybe they're going to, like... You know, like those gel packs for runners that are like, mm-hmm. you don't have to eat real food, just eat this one gummy. Maybe it's going to be like that, and that's why it's marketed for gamers, because it's just packed full of nu- nutrients that mean you don't have to eat real food. Well, unfortunately, like the preview image is just a jar of peanut butter. It's just regular says... butter. Well, no, it says world's first nut butter for gamers, <laughs> and then the flavor of the one on the preview image is... Berry Matrix Peanut Energy Crunch. Wow, that's a lot. It's it's so much, and you're four for four. Are you are you ready for this last one? It's the hardest one. I am. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. From the New York Times, Eduardo Medina reported how a Home Depot worker swapped a staggering amount of money in fake bills for real ones. Ballpark. How much money was laundered in this way? Oh no. Hints to, if I ask questions, can I get hints to narrow it down? Yes, I will give you free questions to narrow down your answer. Okay. Is it enough that I can build my own trip to space in a suggestively shaped rocket? Well, not in the billions. We're not. We're okay. not in the billions. Uh, it's 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 a little little. It's a lot less than that. Okay. Can I acquire Wordle for this amount of money? Go okay. Wordle acquisitions. Oh no, we talked about this last week. I think it was like one point five. That feels right. It was low seven figures. It was low seven figures. Okay. Yeah. I will give you that it is six figures. Okay. There are six numbers involved. Okay, I'm gonna say six hundred thousand, just over half a mil. Unfortunately, that's a little high. It's a little high. All right, Uh, all right. How much? The actual number that was laundered, according to this article, was $387,500. Nice. Which is still a lot of money, but not $600,000. That's true. That's not quite enough money for you to not have to pay your taxes in America. No, no. It's enough to buy, like, a nice house somewhere out in the suburbs and live comfortably for a little bit, though. Yeah, yeah. But also, that's a lot of $100 bills that you are you are laundering through a Home Depot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of effort. All right, four for five. Uh, last one was the hardest one. Yeah. Always having the guest ball parks is, is a big ask. I think you narrowed it down cleverly, though, so. <laughs> I, I do feel good about... 
my performance. I feel like this is the best I've done in a while. So, yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you. I'm going to go about my day with, you know, I feel like I deserve maybe a silver star for that. As is often the case nowadays in modern media, things are getting resurrected from the past, whether or not we want them. This time, we're not digitally resurrecting the husk of James Dean, though. We're doing different (laughs) franchises. So there was a lot of news this week, just like a staggering amount of like different headlines and topics. So we had to like narrow it down a lot, a lot. So I'm going to cover some of the things that are coming back that are in my wheelhouse. And then Victoria is going to cover some things that are that are happening in her wheelhouse, and we're going to discuss how these fangs are coming back and whether or not this is a good idea. You ready? I am ready. So, just randomly this week, Hulu decided to announce that they are bringing back Futurama, which is a wild, wild sentence, because, like, Futurama had, like, a definitive ending where it ended, All of the storylines were wrapped up, big character moments were had, there was a big grand finale, it was great, everyone cried, there were tears, and they're bringing it back, and so it's like, cool. And one of the things that came out during this announcement, though, is that while the vast majority of the original voice cast would be returning, John DiMaggio was still not officially attached with the project yet. And uh, there was a lot of coyness on the Twitters about why he hadn't signed on yet. And the prevailing theory is that they're still ironing out the the contract negotiations, at which point most of the fandom, I think, is think, just just pay him. He is Bender. And like half of the other auxiliary voices on the show, you you need him. You You can't replace him. Um, so, like, that's the thing that's happening. And, like, John DiMaggio was also working on Disenchantment, which is by the same creators in the same style, so I would be hard-pressed to think that he's not returning, which is waiting for that to be locked down. Um, and, like, weirdly, in the midst of all of this, Billy West also announced that, like, Ren and Stimpy was also gonna be brought back in some capacity. I'm just sort of like, what is, what is this? Why are we doing that? Um, so that's one of the many things that are getting brought back to the screens. The other things include National Treasure, which is getting a Disney Plus series, and they announced that Catherine Zeta-Jones is going to helm the series. And I think they're using National Treasure as as like the eye-catcher, because like, who doesn't love scavenger hunts across the U.S. and vague archaeology? It's not actual archaeology, but it's, like, adjacent to archaeology, so we can maybe call it that, and maybe anthropology, but only maybe. And, yeah, good good for Catherine Seda-Jones for getting that that Disney money. (laughs) And finally, uh, Assassin's Creed, which is a very, very popular franchise, is going through some stuff right now, and the... to put it simply, uh, they were working on what was supposed to be an expansion pack for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and now they're deciding that they're gonna change it to be something else entirely, but it's still gonna be, like, kind of Assassin's Creed, but it's not. There's gonna be more focus on stealth gameplay, and, like, the details are vague, because no, I don't think anyone knows what's really happening, but, uh, there's gonna be a new game 
in like the Assassin's Creed <laughs> universe featuring Bassam. And it's not going to be like a full on Assassin's Creed because it's not an Assassin's Creed, but like it's there and it's coming out either later this year or early next year. So I think I will go backwards on yours. So Assassin's Creed, my headcanon is this. God of War Valhalla came out. Mm-hmm. And then Vikings Valhalla started dropping trailers. And they were like, oh, I don't know if we can compete in this sphere in the way that we want to. And I don't know, therefore, if we should keep this in Assassin's Creed, which is a pretty good performer for us. Maybe we should split it off. I see. That's that's what's happening in my head. Okay, that's sensible. It's just going to be an Assassin's Creed. I don't... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there will be less back and forth in the timelines. We'll see. National Treasure. While I do appreciate Catherine Zeta-Jones, and, you know, again, I agree with getting Disney money, I guess. Um, (laughs) If I'm honest, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as a historian... The only national treasure that I'm really interested in at this point in time, which I think they could do, and I think Catherine Zeta-Jones would be an amazing, like, person for that, is if it's, like, national treasure slash Carmen Sandiego, and we're just putting all of the things we stole back. Like, the whole storyline is, oh, this is a national treasure, but it's not actually the U.S.'s national treasure, it's the national treasure of Egypt. Let's go put it back and make sure that the government doesn't find out because they won't want us to give it up. Um, do I think that would be great? We're never getting that. We're never, yeah, never. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, but it would be cool, and Catherine Zeta-Jones would be good at it. Um, do I think that I'm going to watch at least a couple of episodes of this? Probably. We'll see if I get through. Maybe the cast will be able to hold me through the terrible history and the terrible archaeology and the terrible anthropology and the weird inventions that don't make any sense. We'll see. (laughs) Um, Futurama and Ren and Stimpy together. Both of these shows have had problematic instances. Futurama has always been very good at reinventing itself and like you know, breaking the fourth wall, taking accountability in character in the show. Um, that's not something I really associate with Ren and Stimpy. No. no. <laughs> so, no. while I am mildly excited for Futurama, I don't, I personally don't think that Ren and Stimpy should return. I don't think that is a good idea. I don't think anything positive can come from that I think that it will make a lot of people who are grown now be like oh my childhood was maybe not great (laughs) it's such a weird thing it's just such a weird weird property I remember distinctly being like weirded out by it growing up and like knowing what we know now about like the creator behind it and like just it's just just yeah that was unnecessary unnecessary but Futurama returning would be kind of cool it so, would be, it'd be interesting, but yeah, it my, my excitement squarely lies on John DiMaggio getting getting paid for the work that he does for the show because he is Agreed. a big part of why Futurama is Futurama. Absolutely. Okay, 
So I also have three things. I'm going to start with the one that like kind of makes sense in this category, but kind of doesn't. And that is Death Row Records. So Death Row Records, of course, didn't like go anywhere, uh, but it has been recently acquired by Snoop Dogg who like started his career as an artist under death row records. So that's kind of cool. And, and I do think that while again, it's not kind of like started from the bottom. Now we're here. It is going to add some new kind of energy and, and life into death row records. And it will be interesting to see where Snoop takes it. Um, See if we get some weird crossover with Martha Stewart. (laughs) But I also want to put out here that in a very 2022 move, this acquisition comes with the release of a record. That kind of makes sense. It's called Back on Death Row, or B-O-D-R. But also NFTs. Just a ton of NFTs. Yeah, I knew you were going to say it. That I just don't, I don't understand what they are. Um, there's also like exclusive songs; those make sense. Okay. I still don't, I still don't understand the Coles cash. I don't get it, but that's okay. That's okay. I, I just don't understand NFTs as a concept. <laughs> and again, I find them to be mostly unnecessary. Just don't think they're needed. It's fine. Okay, so the other two things. Speaking of weird children shows, that of like of the children shows, let's do this. Gumby is coming back and getting reimagined. This one I should have looked up when it originally ran, but Gumby's Gumby's pretty old. Uh, so Gumby is the little green dude who is Gumby. He's very stretchy. He's kind of, like, made of, of like, rubber band, really. It's not, it's not fully rubber. I guess maybe it is. I don't know. He's made out of some weird stuff, and he has a horse that is made out of similar stuff named Pokey. Uh, and so for a while it was Gumby and Pokey, and it was just a cute kind of stop-motion kids show. And I guess we need more of it. I don't know if this is uh, a kind of response to Ardman being like, yeah, we're going to do more Chicken Run and more Wallace and Gromit. I just don't see Gumby speaking to this generation. To be fair, Gumby doesn't really speak, so... <laughs> you don't think the, the green claymation doll of yesteryear will, will speak to, to the masses today? You're probably right, yeah. Bruno Mars is on Fortnite, and someone was <laughs> like, you know what we need? Gumby. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know that that's gonna work well, but we'll see, maybe it will surprise me. I feel like for a while there was an animated Gumby the one, that was so also I, weird. I'm looking at it right now. So Gumby first appeared in Howdy Doody back in 1955, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then he got his own The Gumby Show. And then there was the Gumby Adventures in 1988. And then there was also a movie. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, Last but not least, I have Firestarter, which is a Stephen King novel. 
and was one of the movies that shot child actor Drew Barrymore to fame. So there was uh, E.T., and then there was Firestarter, and Drew Barrymore played the lead role of Charlie in Firestarter. I did not know that. I did not know that Drew Barrymore was propelled to fame because of Firestarter. E.T. and Firestarter came out pretty close together, and that was like, oh my goodness, Drew Barrymore is an amazing actress. Because it wasn't just like a one-off, it was like there are these two movies that show how amazing she is as an actress. And yeah, it's, it's coming back, and... I just, do I think that this is going to be good? Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Do I think that there are hundreds of thousands of other stories from other creators that no one has ever seen before that are brand new that we could be spending money on and giving people chances to act in these new stories? Yeah, yeah, I do. And and I think that's generally my issue with like resurrecting things. Sometimes it makes sense. Like I would say with Futurama, it makes sense. Those are going to be new stories, right? I can kind of see where we're coming from, but like, this is the same story that has a book. And why do we need a thousand pride and prejudice movies? We don't, we don't there make something new. Um, and so I will end on that. While there are a lot of second life things happening, I think that we should make new things with, new creators and new players and I think that would be great and none of them should be NFTs. Yes, none of them none of them Death. should have anything to do with with that at all. <laughs> not not too much to add, but uh things I will say, uh, Snoop Dogg is side questing really hard. He has completed his main storyline and he is just doing yes. whatever the hell he wants. Gumby's weird. They're gonna be Gumby NFTs, you know, that's the oh, angle yeah. that's gonna somehow gonna happen, and I hate it here. And uh, Firestarter uh, stars Zac Efron, because that's a thing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I just wanted, mm-hmm. wanted to note. In any event, that brings a wrap to our usual segments, and we're gonna bring this episode to a close after our not-so-patented lightning round where we share a couple <laughs> log lines and bullet points that we think that you want to know about because they are interesting and we care about them and we want you to care about them as well. So, beloved actress Michelle Yao is teaming up with Destin Daniel Cretan yet again for a new Disney Plus series, American Born Chinese, based on the graphic novel by Jean Luen Yang. They are joined by Chin Han, Yan Yan, and Daniel Wu. Very excited about that. From Deadline, as it stands, Denzel Washington's nomination for Best Actor for The Tragedy of Macbeth makes him the most nominated black actor in Oscar history at 10. The final Jurassic World movie, subtitled Dominion, got a proper trailer, and most importantly, showed the original trio of Alan Grant, Ellie Sattler, and Ian Malcolm in the full glory, as we got our first glimpse of Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum reprising their iconic roles, and I guess Chris Pratt is still in this franchise as well. Southside, the Chicago-centric sketch comedy show, has been renewed for a season free on HBO Max. And finally, we got a proper trailer for Jordan Peele's Nope, 
which we still have no idea what that movie's gonna be about because his trailers are intentionally vague and misleading and leave more questions than answers. So we're just gonna have to wait until July 22nd, 2022 in order to figure out what we're noping about. If you'd like to hear thoughts on these topics or anything else in nerd news, feel free to tweet us at BlackNerdProblems with the hashtag TWINN. That was this week in nerd news. Tune in next week for more pop culture. I am your host, Mikhail Snyder. And I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. And please remember to like, comment, and subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll catch you next week. Bye.